I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. Today on Ave Spotlight, we are chatting with Meg Hunter-Kilmer, known as the Saint Ninja on Instagram. She is a speaker, a writer, and the author of the upcoming book, Saints Around the World. Meg shares with us today how learning about the saints, learning the stories of the saints, and especially learning about new and different saints is really important if we're trying to live a daily Catholic life. Meg, thanks for joining us on Ave Spotlight. Katie, I am so excited to be with you guys. Yeah, and of course, this is our first episode with our new uh, co-host, Chanel Shaw. So, Chanel, welcome. Hello. Hi, thank you. So excited to be here. Yeah. So, Meg, before we launch into the conversation with you, Chanel, do you want to just tell us like a quick 30 seconds? Who are you? Sure. I can make it 15. I am, um, my name is Chanel. I live in Philadelphia. I am a marriage and family counseling student, and uh, I've known Meg for like, almost nine years. So I'm excited to chat with her today. Look at that. And Meg, who are you? And why are we talking about Spotlight? (laughs) Fly around the world telling people how much God loves them. And I'm also super obsessed with the saints and it being (laughs) the month where we talk about the saints. um, I just get everybody to listen to my stories all month long and it's the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what we want to talk to you about today. I mean, it is November the 2nd. So yesterday we celebrated All Saints Day and today we celebrate All Souls Day. Um, So Meg, I guess our first question kind of at the top is why the saints? You're known as the Saint Ninja on Instagram. I think Chanel and I are both curious why that's the thing that you chose. Like that's your shtick. I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with a bunch of things about Jesus and the church. Um, Other people are equally obsessed with like scripture and the Eucharist and things like that. Me and the saints, man, I wasn't always super into the saints because I hadn't heard the stories told well. Mm -hmm. And then I finally heard them told well. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this is amazing. These stories can speak such hope into people's lives. And I think especially looking at saints with addiction and saints who come from broken families and saints who struggled with temptation and with shame. It just, it speaks to people and says, look, holiness is not something that's only for the pure elite in whose mouths butter would not melt. Holiness Mm -hmm. is for literally everybody. That's the whole point of the gospel is that God came for every one of us and said, look, I want to make you holy as you are, not in some imaginary world where you don't like hip hop or where you aren't into baking, you know, like whatever, whatever your thing, whatever your passion, whatever your brokenness, like God meets you there. And I've just seen the way that he transforms lives through these, not just the stories, but these relationships with the saints who bring people such hope and who speak his love in such a powerful way. Hmm. I love that. Hey, Meg, so is there any saint that has been, like, piquing your interest lately? Yeah, so I've been uh, sharing about indigenous saints on Instagram and on Facebook lately, and so I've been getting to know the Martyrs of La Florida, who are a group of primarily indigenous martyrs, but also some Spanish missionaries from Florida, a little bit in Georgia, and Virginia from the 
17th and 18th centuries. And there's one named Mariana Viuda. So she's a servant of God. She was a widow and a mother. And when the Creeks, the um, Creek Native Americans came in and invaded her village at the instigation of the British, they were trying to break her faith. And she was the daughter of the chief. And so she was really influential in the community and she wouldn't break. And so they took her son, servant of God, Jacinto, and they burned him at the stake. And she stood there with him and she prayed the rosary with him. Mm. And he, he echoed, he did the responses. And this image of the two of them praying together as he died, of him crying out and then whispering the Hail Mary along with her. I think it's such a powerful image of, of motherly love, of fatherly love, really of, of the love of anyone who we're accompanying through suffering. And I think it's very powerful if you've got a child who's chronically ill or terminally ill, but really anybody who has a child or has a, a relationship of spiritual motherhood or spiritual fatherhood, those people are going to suffer. And it's so hard to walk alongside people as they suffer, knowing that there's nothing you can do to fix it. But you look at Servant of God, Mariana Viuda, and you see this image of a, accompanying somebody through their suffering. Uh, after her son died, she herself was martyred, but there's something so triumphant, I think, in that martyrdom, knowing that she was able to love her son through his suffering first. So that servant of God, Mariana Viuda and her son Jacinto, just beautiful images of how to suffer alongside. Um, in the craziness that is 2020, Meg, what would you say to people who maybe think, you know, nothing matters right now? Like they're kind of have almost a nihilistic, despondent view of the world. Everybody is very fraught. Things are very tense. Where did the saints and how can the saints maybe fit into some of that, especially if we're struggling with their faith in the current moment, you know, hashtag gestures and everything. Right. Girl, I just, I don't know. My answer is like same. Right? Like <laughs> mood. I, I totally feel that. And I, I feel like, especially in 2020, every little thing just feels that much heavier Mm -hmm. And that much harder, you know, like I was sitting in, having my prayer time, maybe at mass today. And I was just like bordering on despair because I had like a minor disputation with somebody on the internet. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a normal response to something like that, but it's just, everything is so heavy. Mm -hmm. And I think we have so many saints who lived through times that were this difficult and and even more so you know I'm always struck by the stories of the Korean martyrs mm -hmm. who lived through persecution after persecution after persecution most of them without ever any access to any sacraments like no priests at all maybe they got baptized by lay people maybe they didn't even receive baptism mm -hmm. and yet they were able to look to the cross and I think that's one reason that I love the saints so much is that we look at them and we see how to look to the cross when the cross doesn't look like it did on Calvary, right? When the cross is suffering the loss of your children, when the cross is living through the shame of a very public and very ugly divorce, when, when the cross is political, when the cross is enduring racism, like we have saints who have suffered all of these things. Um, and sometimes it can be difficult to look at Christ and be like, yes, you know, like my, 
my sexual abuse or my mental mm-hmm. illness or my absent parents. Like that's, that's like Calvary, you know? And it, and it is, but it can be hard to see that. But then you look at Saints Columba and Agnes Kim who were sexually assaulted. Or you look at um, St. Alphonsa Mutthapadatha who experienced PTSD and who lived through that. And you look at St. Marguerite Bailly who had this incredibly broken family and you're like, oh, okay. Okay, I can look to them and see my suffering in their lives and I can be reminded that my suffering is a participation in the cross of Christ and that if it's a participation in the cross of Christ it holds the promise of resurrection always even in 2020 our suffering holds the promise of resurrection wow that is thank god I need to (laughs) I need to pray more um okay so you know you know so much about saints and you have so many stories and um good things to tell us about so you're writing a book tell us more about that we're going to hear more about them in this book yes so I've actually um, got two books that are in the works right now but one One of them will be out hopefully soon. Pray for that. It's called Saints Around the World, and it's a picture book. It's got a hundred different stories of saints from 67 different countries. So it's saints of every ethnicity, of every age, lots of different disabilities, uh, both intellectual and physical disabilities, people with different frustrations and temptations. And it's just, the artwork is beautiful. My illustrator is brilliant and like very culturally sensitive and very intentional about research. And the stories really they're about the saints all over the world of where we can see an image of holiness. And I just find it so exciting to look at this map and be like, oh my gosh, Papua New Guinea. Oh my gosh, Iceland. Like, oh my gosh, Chile. What? Because the church is alive everywhere and it's for everybody. Wow. That's awesome, Meg. I'm so excited to read it. Even though I'm not a child, I am excited to read it and hear all the stories and just better my knowledge of the saints because there are a lot of dope people out there. So Thank you for writing that. My pleasure, truly. <laughs> Meg sent me a preview PDF of it, and I've been reading some of the oh. stories to Rose and listening to her attempt to say names of people, and she can't say her R's <laughs> and her W's and her L's all kind of become one sound is the best. So everybody needs to grab a copy of that book. Meg, we always end our podcast with a question that I actually think the saints probably answered every day in their life, which is very simply, what's a reason, what's, you always need to be ready uh, to give a reason for the hope that is within us. So what is your hope for the coming week? You know, I've, I've been struggling with hope a lot lately. Um, and I think part of it's 2020 and part of it's just my life. The Lord has really been speaking about hope in my life and, uh, and just the danger for me of, um, of placing hope in the things of this world. But I've been looking forward to Advent so much recently because Advent is a season that's about hope, but it's a hope that is always realized because even if we're locked down again and we don't get to go to mass, like Christmas comes, baby Jesus is born, right? God is incarnate for us. And so I think, you know, I'm not usually one for Christmas to creep, but I think I'm, I think I'm creeping Advent all the way up to November <laughs> this year. And I think I'm going to spend November trying to sit in the hope of Advent and remember 
the reality of the incarnation that God is incarnate right now, even if maybe you can't get to church, even if you have such a hard time seeing him. Um, so yeah, I think, I think my hope right now is in Christmas. <laughs> as, I love that. As hard as that sounds, that. I think here on November 2nd, I'm hoping in Christmas. <laughs> I mean, Target's already decorated, so you can just go hang out in there with a mask and just, and just yeah. totally embrace it. Exactly. And I really love peppermint too. So. Oh, oh wow. That season was made for you then. Okay. Right. That's what I'm you saying. You totally bypass pumpkin spice and go straight to peppermint mocha. Is that your thing? Every time. Every time. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a nutmeg kind of a girl. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Keep a stockpile of candy canes in my car so that in July I can be like, but Jesus was still incarnate for me. <laughs> I love it. Chanel, what's a reason for your hope this week? Oh, okay. A reason for my hope this week is my family and, um, and my friends that God has given me. I feel like, like Meg, 2020 has been a real something and, uh, it's been hard to have a lot of hope, but, um, but I'm grateful for my mom and my dad and my friends to support me and love me and check on me and, um, laugh with me and just, you know, are encouraging in both faith and um, just regular old life. So that keeps me hopeful for sure. Um, my hope is a very practical one uh, that everybody stays healthy at Rose's school. You know, you've got a lot of snot nosed three and four year olds running around. I'm not even worried about COVID. I'm just worried about the cold. So I just mm-hmm. want the common cold. Um, just want everybody to stay healthy and, and hopefully continue to be able to go to in-person schooling because that's so important for, for little ones. Um, Meg, where can we find out more about you and pre-order that book, Saints Around the World? Yeah, um, so you can go to saintsaroundtheworld.com. It's a brand new website that I haven't built yet, but will by the time <laughs> this comes out. And it may just be a spot where you can give me your email. I don't know. Um, but we are, we're super hopeful that we're going to build that into something really beautiful where you can find out more information about these saints because some of them are so obscure that you can't even really Google them. And so we're going to put together resources so that you can learn more about the ones who are hard to find. Saints so saintsaroundtheworld.com. We will. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll have everything down in the show notes, including Hobo for Christ. Marvelous. Uh, Thank you so much, ladies. Yeah. It was nice talking to you, Meg. Ave Spotlight is a podcast from Ave Maria Press. You can find all of our previous episodes over on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, as well as everything over at AveMariaPress.com. Since this is a fairly new show, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review so that more folks can find it and begin to listen to it. Thanks so much for listening this week. We're grateful for your time, and we hope that you have a wonderful week and that you find a reason for your hope as well. <laughs>